Did you know that Lover's Lane is currently hiring? Many of Lover's Lane's retail store locations located throughout Michigan, Illinois, Ohio, and Indiana are currently hiring romance specialists. Visit loverslane.com and visit the About Us section to learn more. Welcome to the Intimacy Advisor Podcast. You know, we've talked about arousal a lot on this podcast. I think actually our Awakening Arousal episode is our most listened to, uh, and it's from earlier this year. But today I wanted to spend some time not so much on, you know, strategies and techniques for building arousal in the body, but more thinking about ways you can engage with your partner, both sexually and non-sexually that will turn both of you on. And I don't know if any of you have come across the survey from 2018 about Americans' top turn-ons and turn-offs, but I recently came across it in my research And I kind of love it. There's some really good information in there. So the survey was completed by 2,000 people and found that some of our biggest turn-ons are not exactly what you would expect. Unsurprisingly, things like neck kisses, ear nibbling were very high on the list. And that's totally in line with things that we've talked about in terms of like engaging the lesser erogenous zones, hair pulling, spanking, dirty talk made it onto the list. Uh, I This is what I've been telling y'all. <laughs> uh, your partner going down on you made it onto the top 20 list. And what's interesting there is that more cis men cited going down on their partner really high on their list as well as my partner going down on me. The, both of those things made it onto the top five list for men. So oral sex, both giving and receiving is really high up there for the dudes. We have definitely covered all of the ways to really worship your partner's whole body as a way to build arousal. So I I feel very encouraged to see that this list confirms that. There are some other forms of affection that made it onto the list that I thought were really interesting and worth sharing and generally thinking about. One of them, and it's number two on the list, my partner telling me I like that. Yes, that is so sexy. And especially if you're already in a romantic, intimate, or sexy moment, hearing that can really turn things up. I think a lot of people think of verbal communication around sex you know, sexual communication being about like, oh, I'm so nervous or afraid to tell my partner what I don't like. It's going to hurt their feelings. But 
giving positive reinforcement is a way to get more of what you actually want. And so if you're finding yourself in that boat where there are some things that you're like, I'd really like to kind of redirect these types of things that are happening in the bedroom, you can start by giving showering your partner in positive feedback around the things that you do like. And that might naturally steer things in the direction that you desire. Or at least it will create a context where it's a little bit easier to share about some of the things uh, that you would like to change. And you can encourage them to do more of what you like. And I think it's just amazing that it's in the top five things that universally turn people on that, you know, positive sexual communication. And think about when you've had a partner give you positive reinforcement during sex. You're both in the moment, you're feeling sexy. And then to know that you're pleasing your partner, gosh, it's no wonder that's such a turn on. Another one that stood out was eye contact during sex. Ugh, yes. Doesn't it convey confidence, ownership, desire when your partner looks at you in the eye during sex? What about when there's just a touch of something else in their eye, whether it's love, adoration, or infatuation with you? Oh, stop. This is just the best when that happens. Or when someone knows they're giving you pleasure and they've got to look like they're really proud of themselves. It adds just the right touch of cockiness into the mix. It's like it confirms that your partner is really invested in pleasing you and is getting pleasure from pleasing you. So if If you're not currently making eye contact with your partner during play, please try it the next time you're intimate together and report back to us or at least to your friends if it enhances arousal for you both. I know for some folks, you might still have some shame or low sexual confidence that you're working through that makes this hard, in which case perhaps you practice in the mirror beforehand, but just know that the impact of it is really great and that I am strongly encouraging you to own your sexuality, your desire, your pleasure from your partner being pleasured as a way of amplifying uh, the ways that you're engaging together. And, you know, even just making eye contact when a partner gives you a compliment or is flirting with you is super sexy. Having to be quiet or sneaky made the list too. So let's let's break this down a little bit. For me, this dynamic works because it really kind of changes things up. So what I mean by this is it can be exciting to introduce the element of sneaking around because it kind of tricks your brain into thinking, what if we get caught? So it amplifies the excitement surrounding the, the, the creating the context for your play. So even if you don't necessarily have to be quiet, this could be 
something that you put into place like a role play where it's like, okay, let's pretend that, you know, the in-laws are staying in the guest room or that we're back in college and we don't want our roommate to hear. And then you don't even have to get super elaborate with it, but that's just the, the element that you introduce. Now, the caveat here is I think if you're someone that struggles with owning your sexuality or owning your desire, I might encourage you to stay away from this one unless it's already nicely baked into your sort of sexual script of, you know, having to be quiet or sneaking around being something that is inherently really sexy for you. Because I do think that there is the potential with being quiet to stifle your orgasmic response. The act of vocalizing during sex can really enhance pleasure. So I would say engage with this one cautiously in play. But if you're already at that place where you're having those loud, shame-free orgasms and you're not worrying about the sounds that come out of you during sex, then I would say definitely explore some sneaking around scenarios to just amplify the excitement in the relationship. And of course, your turn-ons don't have to be relegated to the bedroom exclusively. You can think about this sneaking around, being quiet, dynamic, being part of your day-to-day, you know, sneaking off from a party or going into the bathroom when the kids are watching TV and having a quick makeout. Having your turn-ons incorporated into your routines that you have with a partner, keep things fresh. It keeps your sexuality at the forefront of your relationship. And this is a really great way to keep the spark alive in any intimate relationship. Okay, the moment you've all been waiting for, the top 10 turn-ons, according to this survey. Number one, neck kisses. Number two, my partner telling me I like that. Number three, my partner undressing me. Four, my partner going down on me. Five, undressing my partner. Number six, nibbling my ear. Number seven, lingerie. Eight, eye contact during sex. Nine, going down on my partner. Ten, being teased. That's a good one. And sex toys is number 11, y'all. So I just got to give that a little bonus shout out right there. For any of you who haven't come around to incorporating toys into your repertoire yet. One of the things I love about this survey in particular is that it also identified a number of non-sexual acts that are big turn-ons. And I think a lot of us run into the issue of creating a silo in which our sexual dynamic with our partner lives. And the downside of this is that whenever affection comes into play or flirting or sensual touch, there can be pressure associated with it. When you're in a flow with a partner of being affectionate, 
being naked, even in contexts where you're not having sex or going to have sex, touching each other's bodies, and it not always leading to sex, there's a more organic flow that happens that helps you to avoid this tightening up that can accompany a lack of integration of the sexual dynamic and the chemistry into day-to-day life. So I think it's really important that you allow these areas to bleed into each other because for a lot of us, particularly in long-term relationships, there are so many roles that we play for our partner. We're friends. We might be roommates. We might be co-parents, co-caregivers for an aging parent, a whole host of things that get in the way of you know, staying in that really sexy, juicy space from early in the relationship where that was the main job of your relationship was to fuck and go on dates, right? Um, When you allow there to be your turn-ons, your forms of physical affection and verbal affection integrated into your day-to-day, it makes it much easier to seamlessly flow into a sexy space. It really creates the space for it and doesn't kind of let it live, be relegated into this, you know, 15 minutes a week when the lights are out in the bedroom at the end of a workday or, you know, whatever form that takes for you. So some of the top non-sexual turn-ons are simply being affectionate, you know, touching in the day-to-day, smelling good, feeling appreciated, confidence coming from a partner, although being cocky is on the turn-offs list. So I guess this is a, you know, kind of a careful balance to strike. You got to know the difference. Uh, generosity, things like tipping well were mentioned, which I love. Uh, Active listening. Oh, so good. Playing with hair. So these are some of the turn-ons that you can think about incorporating if if some of those more sexual turn-ons feel a little out of reach for you right now. You can see that there's actually a lot of overlap in our day-to-day interactions and our sexual world and our desires. There are a lot of ideas floating around in the mainstream, thinking about our relationships and um, these periods of courtship, that having a level of mystery or withdrawal of affection, this idea of playing hard to get is effective. You know, this survey confirms a lot of what I think about relationships is that people want to be listened to. They want eye contact and presence from a partner. They want to feel appreciated, recognized, seen. So think of this as a call to action. Tell your loved ones what you appreciate about them. When they do something that turns you on, gives you warm fuzzies, makes you feel supported, acknowledge them for that. Be communicative about it. When your partner's having a hard time or needing support 
or asking for a change, listen to what they're telling you and what they're asking for and base your actions in what they are communicating. It might not sound sexy, but I can assure you that some good old active listening combined with some words of appreciation are going to go a long way in increasing the intimacy in your relationship and might even just get you laid. Add a little spritz of your partner's favorite scent into the mix. That made it really high on the list, smelling good. Give them some neck kisses. Woo! It's going to get steamy. Now, you know I got to share a few of the top turnoffs as well. I want to make sure I'm setting you up for success here, folks. So here they are in order. Turnoffs. Poor hygiene. Being mean. Talking about exes. Talking too much or not listening. Being cocky. Baby talk. I I think we can probably all relate to that one. Wearing too much cologne or perfume. Or using pet names in public. That one kind of made me laugh. But what I take from this is that there is this kind of balance of affection that's needed for most folks. Keeping things sexy and not letting it all go, even when you've been in a relationship for a while, is so important. Making an effort to show up in a sexy way, make remaining connected to your sexual confidence as well as just your your day-to-day, you know, feeling good about yourself, while also carving out that special space, reserving some of your intimate affection for intimate space. And it all really brings me back to this idea of being present with your partner. And of course, That is not possible to do 24-7, and that's why it's so important to carve out the space and the time for that. When you are showing up, that you're showing up as your best self, you know, you're putting a little bit of that favorite scent on, you're making an effort to acknowledge your partner, to be affectionate with them, to be communicative as well as being able to listen and hear your partner, and that that is just the sexiest way to be new relationship or old. So I definitely got some inspiration from this survey, some positive reinforcement around some things that I think are really present in my relationship, and a nice little nudge for some things that... um, I could be doing more of or be more attentive to. And so I hope the same is true for you. Thank you as always for tuning in. Make sure to check out intimacyadvisor.com for a whole host of other articles, Q&As around sex and relationships. If you are in the market for any sex toys or pleasure products, make sure to check out loverslane.com or sexdrive.com. Until next time.
Intimacy Advisor podcast is brought to you by Lover's Lane. Sign up for the Frequent Lover Loyalty Program and earn one point for every dollar you spend in-store or at loverslane.com, ambiance.com, or sexdrive.com. Visit a Lover's Lane location or loverslane.com to learn more. Intimacy.